Junior Senior 2 Views, episode 138. It is Sunday night over here in Sydney. It is the 2nd of April. And let's get started. Um, the NCAA Championship, the women's final Ladies four. Ladies first. It was what? <laughs> Caitlin Clark, man. Caitlin Clark. And that's all that needs to really be said. She is something special. Absolutely something special. She has, after, when last year she was the runner-up, mm-hmm. I believe that has created a fire in her. And she is, without a doubt, probably the best player in the nation mm. of anybody. Of anybody, regardless of gender. 41 points against the undefeated South Carolina yeah, That's, that's Well, no longer undefeated. Yeah. They got that loss. Yeah. And they don't get to where they got to get to. Yeah. So they don't do what Connecticut... Had, had done forever, but, which is going defeated. But, but in the Elite Eight, she put up the first ever 40-point triple-double in March Madness history mm. out of anybody. Mm. She's special, man. She is special. She'll probably... I don't think she'll go into the, the next draft in the WNBA. Next but, one after that. Yeah, whatever draft she decides to enter, she's going to be number one overall. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. Yeah, I watched the highlights. Um, look, I think it, it sort of gave attention to the fact that, you know, the, the women's college basketball is something to watch as well. And, you know, she was unconscious. I mean, she was getting the ball and shooting it way past three. Uh, she was able to – and she was also distributing the ball. I think the, the other thing about it is she had she had 40 points in this game, but she was distributing the ball. They were doing a lot of screen and rolls, which I think South Carolina was struggling with in the game. Um, take nothing away from them. It was still close, but South Carolina just, for some reason, could not handle the... Could, they were double-teaming Caitlin Clark, so then she was able to find an open person. So that, I think, created problems. I think South Carolina was probably pressing a little bit. I don't think, think they... I think they maybe walked into this game thinking they got this, and they were maybe thinking one step ahead, maybe thinking towards a national championship yeah. and not toward this game. That's but my it was thought. still a close game regardless. Um, who Iowa will be meeting? LSU. LSU, who might be the deepest team in the tournament. Mm. They've got their defense is ridiculous. Yeah, they handled the they handled the Hokies. But it's going to be their biggest challenge coming up against the best player in the nation. Uh, I'm I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna actually say I think LSU might got this. I just think South Carolina was a big team. LSU is a big team, but this LSU just seemed to be in control in this game, and they didn't seem like they were two-phased. They were able to get rebounds. They were able to get putbacks. I don't know if... I'm not sure how it's going to work. I think they're going to, you know, maybe not do do the same mistakes that South Carolina made to allow other players to get open and not just worry about... I'm Clark. going with the popular opinion and I'm choosing Iowa. Iowa. Because, okay. Not just because of, of Clark, but because, <coughs> but because of the fact that they've been able to adjust. Mm. Throughout Iowa's campaign in this March Madness, they've been able to adjust to any situation. Mm. LSU is going to be a massive challenge for them. A massive challenge, especially especially um, uh, on the offensive side of the ball, dealing with LSU's uh, range of sets. However, okay. I believe... I, I don't see a cold game happening from Caitlin Clark. I really All right. don't. Alright, next one. Let's move to the men's. Yeah. So, UConn handled Miami? Yeah. Uh, they handled them pretty well. I mean, easily. 72-59. I don't mind easily, because UConn was whooping on teams like more than 20-odd points in every single game. Now, 
this one wasn't really close. I think at points Miami was trying to get closer, but every time they got close, then UConn would but find was, a way to do but it. The, that just sounds easy to me because if if a team is 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 getting close but didn't get at all, like didn't get didn't scare a team whatsoever, mm-hmm. then that's easy. That's comfortable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, again, I'm just I'm only comparing the fact that UConn was blowing out teams by more than what they beat them by. I'm not saying it's a reflection of their play. I just think that um, they were playing, they played very well. And I think Miami didn't play as well. They missed a lot of shots. They weren't necessarily able to control the boards like UConn was able to control it. Uh, UConn got some very timely shots. Um, this almost feels like 2014 UConn, the last time they oh, were there. Yeah. This almost feels like oh, it. Oh, yeah. This, you, UConn have made several deals with the devil to sacrifice their football program for their basketball program having mm-hmm. everlasting success mm-hmm. and they're back at the top echelon mm-hmm. um, and they've dominated the Big East for a long time even when the Big East was the the conference to yeah. watch mm-hmm. and they're and because the Big East is now considerably a lot weaker mm. they're still on top and they may have a chance of another natty on the other side of things uh, Florida Atlantic lose on a game-winning buzzer beater. That was it. Uh, against San Diego State, it was a huge moment, a huge shot. 72-70. to 70. So they were trailing by one yeah. with seconds to go. He goes in for the layup, no cigar. Look, I can't fault him for going in the layup. The no. only, only th- He didn't have to rush it. There was a lot of time on the clock. No. Um, but he, I can't fault him for going in it. For the opportunity, he backed himself, but it just didn't work out. The shot was just um, wasn't. You, you maybe stick another player on him for that shot. And look, at this point, look, no one. I think that was risky to take that shot, but um, they did it. The Aztecs will now play face UConn. I'm still gonna say UConn for this because they look like the favorites. They kind of feel like they're gonna be the favorites in this one, although. San Diego State played very well. They they fought back in this game. Yeah. At one point, they were trailing by as much as 10-plus points. And then they fought and fought and chipped away. So I'm still going to say UConn for this. I think UConn wins a national championship. I'm going to agree with you here. Just There's nothing stopping UConn right now. All nothing. right. All right, next one. We're going to switch to football. My question to you is, what do you make of the story that Lamar Jackson reportedly asked for a trade from the Ravens on the 2nd of March? I don't think anything happens. No team wants to trade for him. The Ravens don't want to trade him, and they also don't really want, they don't want to pay him right now. Uh, either he sit. I, I think the most likely cause is that Lamar sits out the season. I genuinely think he'll sit out the season. He's not playing on thirty two million dollars when Jones is getting forty and Geno's getting forty. It's as simple as that. He is not playing on thirty two million dollars. It's it's not going to happen. All right. Um. I think it's just drawing straws now. I mean, he wanted to be traded. Obviously, Baltimore did not report that. And, you know, if, if Lamar Jackson really wanted to, to make a lot of noise, in my opinion, then on the 3rd of March, you go out to anybody and anybody who's willing to listen to you and say, I want to trade. You don't wait till now to say it. I think it's like a month later, well, six weeks later. Well, he probably waited for the team to report it or an inside source. To yeah, I, I mean, I, I suppose... The argument I, I the argument I have is it's the guaranteed money that he wants, which is just too rich for teams. You know, too rich. I mean, I think there was something reported by Arthur Blank, who's the owner of the Falcons, saying, you know, I like you know, reported it. I'm just 
basically paraphrasing, but he, you know, reported he likes Lamar. He likes him. He thinks he's a great quarterback. However, you know, he feels like the last two seasons he's been injured is not. Is not is a big risk to be given that kind of guaranteed you know, money. You know so, who you're looking at. If I was Lamar, you know who I'd be looking squarely in the face of right now, Jimmy Haslam. Hmm. Jimmy Haslam. Because Look, it's, he, it's, he gave the whatever contract and reset well, the market. Well, he if did every, reset the market, but if, that happens all the time. If, if I'm <laughs> if I'm every other owner that was interested in Lamar, and if I'm the if I'm the Ravens owner, I'm looking squarely at Jimmy. Well, Haslam look, here. if you're the Browns. As they are, and you yeah, have Deshaun, the Sean, you have the Sean Watson out there, and he was courted by other teams. Yeah, you wouldn't make, you wouldn't pull the trigger. So I mean, I I understand the argument that's being said. The market's always shifting. Right now, at this point, if you're Lamar Jackson, sit out the season. Say you're not going to play. I'm not going to play He's until not I get a better deal. On Thirty-two million dollars. Yeah. It's not happening. Okay. Well, that's, that's his choice. If he doesn't want to play. A, he, he's a former MVP. Of yes, course. He's inconsistent. Yeah. But <laughs> let's not let's call a spade a spade here. You don't give forty million dollars to a, a start a, a a starting quarterback in the league like Geno. Well, I but don't, don't give but don't give Lamar more money. You can't. I I I don't think you can compare both stories. I know. I you really can. don't think you can. I, I, I think know. you're trying to, but I don't. I don't I, think you can. I understand you can't. But can't. If you got to think about it from Lamar's perspective, I, I perspective look, here. He's not playing on thirty-two million. I just go back to years and years ago when Kirk Cousins was getting franchised over and over again by the then Ravens, and then suddenly he became a free agent, and what happened? He struck gold. Well, that was. But but I'm saying it's it's I'm saying it. I'm hear me out. I know it's different, but he got he struck gold with the Vikings. They gave him a boatload of money, and he's done squat with it since. That was more to um due to uh. Washington's ineptness. But they it, immediately threw seventy-one million dollars guaranteed at right. Alex but Smith. at the end of the day, the market's the market, and Kirk Cousins got that money. So guess what? Ripple effect through, and that's all. I mean, look, all what right. LeBron. If, if LeBron, if Lamar Jackson wants to sit out, then so be it. But I, I think sit out. it's hard. It's just the see, money he wants is crazy. I do not see any scenario where he plays on thirty-two million dollars. All right, let's that. move on. Next, next question. Yeah. Okay with Pat Beverly being a catalyst for the Bulls' current winning record. <laughs> well, Pat Bev, who is the, you know, Chicago native, you know, um, he's got the Bulls winning. I think at one point they were like 10-7. and seven. You know, I think that was an impressive thing. I think he he's sort of that veteran guy who's going to be yappy. And look, I've always said this about Pat Bev. I, you know, you want him on your team, you don't want him on the other team. Because he's just yappy, he's an irritant, but that's what he brings. But I'm just... You, you want to you wanna know something cool? <laughs> cool, really I cool. I don't, I don't care about this winning streak. Oh, yeah. I do not. I couldn't give a damn. Mm-hmm. Because this team is mediocrity defined. Mediocrity personified. Okay. If the, This is why the play-in shouldn't exist. <laughs> because this team does not deserve to even be close to a playoff spot. Okay. They've been so... Uninspiring, but this is more less about the Bulls and more about Pep Bev. This is what I'll say about Pep Beverly, right? He's got he's got energy now for this team, and what happens is the energy levels on the team and or the or the 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 need for him to be around will expire, and he'll move on. 
because he's been around. You know, he'll he goes it. to the Rockets, he's, he's gone to the Clippers, he's, gonna get he's gone to the Timberwolves, he's going, gone to the Lakers. He's going to get another job at free agency. He's not staying with Chicago. It's as simple as that. He's a Chicago yeah. native. He's, they'd be like him. Uh, maybe, maybe, but uh, maybe they want him, but I don't think he wants to stay. Not oh. with the way this team is headed. They have to pick one or two directions here. Okay. It's it's as simple as that. We'll leave it there. You love Pat Bev. I can just hear it. No, I do, I do like Pat Bev. <laughs> uh, I, do, I do like Pat Bev. Yes, he can be, he can be, Irritant. I think you're more annoyed with because the. I, I'm more annoyed with, with the impending contract extension for Nikolai Vucevic, who is God, overrated. Ak, do not extend this guy. Okay. If uh, I, uh, I don't all right, we're not going. We're not, we'll just let that go there. I don't want to open up a wound. It's right. already running blood. Moving on. All right, you tell me that one. Yeah. Boston beats Bucks by 49 points. Is this something? It's shots fired. I oh, mean, they yeah. they destroyed them. They didn't just beat them. They they obliterated them in Milwaukee. They took it to them. And I get this. Boston has been fighting with Milwaukee for the top seed. There's not many games left. There's like, what, five games left in the season? I don't think they're going to get there. But this is sort of maybe a, a warning shot to the Bucks, saying, you know what, we're going to probably face each other in the Eastern Conference Finals. And this time, like last year, we're going to get rid of you because we want to go back. We got unfinished business. I'm a little bit concerned about Boston, not because of anything, <coughs> not because of anything they're doing on the court. They've shown that to be uh, really um, good in spades. They're a good basketball team. I think they have a legit shot at going deep. However, and I've said it before, this team's chemistry is iffy, and I've heard rumbles that Jalen Brown might be leaving come season ten. Because of him getting his name thrown around, we know that we talked about that. But that's but that's then. How will that, right now? How will that mess with their chemistry? It's the right now that yeah. matters, and that's all but, that Jalen Brown yeah, has reportedly the, said. The right now, the right now isn't this thing for a locker room that has Marcus Smart in it. But uh, they, in, in fairness, they've moved through some. They it seem it seems to me that this team has matured. They've moved through some some tough uh, moments. They they got a new coach. Who got an extension, got, by the way. They got a new coach, Joe With Mazzilla, an extension. He got an extension. It. And an extension for him. So, so I, what? So, I, I believe this locker room seems to be settled, and they want one thing, and that's a ring. Well, and they have a chance at it. They absolutely do. And you know something else? The Sixth Man of the Year award will be Malcolm Brogdon, because that was the best move that Boston could have ever made, was to get him as a free agent. And so, this was... I mean... Just, I mean, I think if you if you're Boston, that that's a that's basically to that's a big blowout. And like I said before, it, it's something because basically it says to the Bucks, we're gonna meet again. We will see each other again in the East Conference Finals. We're looking to get to the finals, and we're looking to beat you. That's what it says to me. All right, what are some of the most important storylines as the baseball season begins? Well, we know it's it's already started. Obviously, look right now if you're Rob Manfred. You're kind of giving. You have a bit of a smile, you know. Yeah. People, I'm a baseball purist, and you know when you do something like a clock, and you're changing the the tempo of the game, and games are wrapping up in two hours and thirty minutes, or or under three hours on average, yeah. by an average of half an hour of thirty. That's a big deal. So you know, the, the, so far it seems to be going okay. I love the pitch clock, and I think I what's it. happening is this: there's more steals happening. Uh, there's definitely look. I think for the umpires, they're probably gonna have, look. The, the the onus is on them. They have to be strict with the time. They have to be, you know, really 
on top of things now, whereas before there was just so much, you know, too much time. And you know, I, I think it. I think it works. I'm not a big fan of all interleague play because now everybody's going to play everybody, which means you lose some of that edge if you're fighting for playoff positioning and you're up against your rival. There's yeah. going to be less of that, less well, Yankees, be, Red Sox, less Mets, Braves. That's going to be everybody's. A thing. It'll be a thing still, right? But I'm just saying it's less of that because you're going to be playing everybody did, did else. We, did we not have that last season? We had that last season. I know, but and the Mets still ended up folding to the Braves. I so. know, but I just think that because everybody's going to play everybody, that means you're going to play your foe less. Yeah, it just makes sense, and I, I understand the reason for that. Because we know the teams, right? We can yeah. rattle off the teams who are going to have over over 100 losses, if not 100 losses, yes. right? The A's, the Reds, the Diamondbacks. Let's just keep going, I, I right? Believe, I believe – no, I think the Diamondbacks will be pretty good this year. Well, I don't think so. I'll tell you why. The Royals, definitely 100 you losses. At, you look at the Diamondbacks farm system. I don't want to go into that. I don't want to go into that. Corbin Carroll. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. I'm just saying that we know that's why the interleague play works because if you're a bad team, you get to at least see – some decent teams yeah. come into your park, and that means seats, bums on seats. That's what it means. Oh, and that's all the Rockies want right now. That's all the Rockies own. That and a healthy Chris Bryant would be great. That would yeah. be, be great. Even when, he's healthy, he, even when he was healthy last season, he was average at best. But in terms of team storylines, uh, for the... For the Phillies, I think they could be a, a real threat well, in the NFL. Right now, Harper's not there. Harper's Rio not, Muto's not there. there. Rio Muto That's is not, not there. That's not good. But Trey Turner could be, with his performance in the World Baseball Classic, that contract might be a bargain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Braves, they got better this offseason uh, getting uh, Sean Murphy from the sandbagging A's mm-hmm. for a couple of uh, mid-tier prospects. I believe, I'll throw another team that I think is mm-hmm. going to be in the mix uh, the Cubs, don't don't really? sleep on don't sleep on the Cubs. Really? They got Swanson, they got Mancini, uh, they picked up a couple guys, and I think I th- honestly believe the Cubs are going to be the mix. It's the it's the NL Central. I mean the 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 Cardinals didn't win by many games last season, no, and I think the not. Cubs will be no. a better team for it. I be- I believe um uh, Swanson will have a good year. I believe so. Uh, they also picked up Bellinger. Yeah, I hope that yeah, dude he struggled gets, in opening I, day. I, I, honestly, yeah. I hope that dude gets back to his best because he was a treat to watch in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Padres, of course, in the West. The Padres. You have to say the Padres. Well, yeah, now. they're going to be a threat. You have to see even without Tatis, they're still a threat. You put I mean, him in the mix. They're yeah, ridiculous because of the money they've been spending to acquire talent. Yes, and they still have to spend a lot of money to keep Soto around. Yes. They, they got to. And the other thing to look at is. I saw it. I don't know. I don't know if you saw it, but a lot, a lot of teams now in their jerseys have advertising space. There's <laughs> advertising space on sleeves. So the Red Sox are doing it. I believe the Astros are doing it. Not all the teams are doing it, but just take a look next well, time, folks. The, it's, it's look. It's, it's the advertising. It's, it's, it's what the NBA does. It's so the it's wave. coming. It's the wave. I that mean, being the case, Yankees and Mets have not done that. New York teams have not done I it mean, yet. I mean, it's the wave. The the NHL has started doing it. Yeah. Uh, to the shock and horror of many hockey purists. Um, look, they want to recoup lost profits from the pandemic, and this is the way to do it. Oh this, well. This is. I mean, in the 2021 no fans season for the NHL. They, the divisions themselves were sponsored. Oh well, it doesn't matter. It uh, happens. Ads were on jerseys, ads were on helmets, and now it's just it's just a norm. We're, we we NRL had it's been that very very forever. Yes. So okay, let's move on. All right, moving on. We have word up. Word up. I'll, I'll start with the yes. word up. You ready? 
The Nets front office should feel a sense of blank now that your boy, Ben Simmons, is out indefinitely with injury. Do we really have to talk about Ben Simmons? Oh, we have to. Again? Just, just this is this will God. be it. This is the last time, How though. How many times do we have to talk about? Well, this we dude? just we just came through the waves that he wires that he's he's out indefinitely. So this is the last time in memoriam. This I is what, in memoriam. I didn't, I didn't even want you don't to have say, a word for it. Uh, no, I don't have a word for it. What? I, I don't even want to say relief because there is no relief because there is no relief because essentially from the James Harden trade you get nothing. Okay. You, you don't even get. An You're not saying relief. You don't have a word. No, I don't no have word. a word. Because really, this, this, okay, this, I have one. This, this dude does not provide okay. words. He does not provide anything. Okay. So I'm gonna say. The, so I'm gonna. I'll say it for you then. Discontent. So that's what they should feel. They should feel discontent. The management should feel like, hey, what did we get this? Like, you know, the trade hasn't worked out as well as we thought. James Harden has done obviously well with the Sixers, and Ben Simmons. I, this might be another Markel Fultz. Hey, Markel Fultz turned it around. Markel Fultz, turn, I'm throwing it out there. He turned it around. No, I don't want to hear that comparison. I do not want to hear that comparison. <laughs> I'm just over. saying. Markel Fultz came into the league completely unfortunately with the uh, suspected thoracic outlet syndrome. Right. This dude, Ben Simmons, had everything going for him oh. when he came into the league. Everything. Oh, uh, look, I everything going for him, I, and I, he looked promising and decided not to shoot the ball. Okay, so the one thing we know is the Nets can't do anything with him because he's on. They he has he can sit back. Ben Simmons can sit he's back, collect no thirty eight this year, forty next year. He's gonna make forty million dollars for not doing. Anything. Okay, let's just we'll just move on then. Okay. I don't, let's not talk about this dude. Okay, we won't. No more. No more. Okay, how about that? No more. Yeah. The oh, next one. Uh, the ejection of JP Realmuto during spring. JT. JT Realmuto during spring training was blank. Nothing. Nothing. It's spring training. Okay. Well. <laughs> it's spring training. <laughs> I mean, how many times Harper got ejected in during spring, spring training? Mm. Plenty of times. Okay, so I I will say it unnecessary because this I saw the interrupt. Basically, I think he Real Muto was putting his mitt up at the umpire to put the ball in, and the umpire missed the mitt. And then you know, I, obviously it was a time thing. You know, they were working the clock. He got the put up. You know, JT Real Muto put his yeah. hand up. Dropped the ball. Umpire had enough and threw him out. I thought it was absolutely unnecessary. But what? I thought the umpire... I felt like the umpire what was... Of, what? I think it was just... It didn't make any sense because I think the umpire was being feeling stressed and wanted the clock to go the run and just move on. I don't know. That doesn't make any sort of sense why... Uh, he got ejected. JT would get ejected for he that. He got ejected. Oh, well. Let's move uh, on. This is why umpires are so hated. The next word. It's blank that the potential sale of the Washington Commanders is close to happening. Surprising. I, like, who would want to... Uh, I wouldn't want to own the Commanders, the Washington franchise, right now, in its current state. I Like, you're owning a team that's utterly mediocrity. Uh, utter mediocrity for what? $7 billion? The sniveling snake that is Dan Snyder is going to get $7 billion for running this team into the ground. That's the most... That's the most like egregious thing about this whole thing. Okay. Um. What was the thing again? I'm looking for the word I need to find. Um. It's exciting. I'm gonna say exciting. I think it's exciting because this consortium, um, the Josh Harris Mitchell Rails Group. So Magic Johnson's part of this group. 
And Magic Johnson's not a slouch. All right? He's had a lot of success with the Dodgers. He's been associated with the Dodgers for years now. With the Guggenheim baseball. Right. And I... I honestly think that it's it's a, a step in the right direction. You know, it does. There's no there's no wrong time. I mean, timing is not always everything. In this case, you got to just get the yeah, get the garbage out. And Dan Schneider represents the garbage. That's everything wrong well, with this franchise. Well, is this ownership group going to actually just leave the football? To that's the a football good question. Man? We'll see. Because, I would say they will. That's exactly, Magic Johnson's a basketball guy. Yeah, he doesn't care. Because that's exactly what the Guggenheim baseball group did with now. Granted, two different sports, but they invested a whole lot of money into putting a winning product on the field. Uh, Dan Snyder's throwing around money, but in the completely wrong places. Albert Haynesworth pending, but uh, if you're looking at this, the sale of this team, um, Dan Snyder, I'd say is the worst owner in NFL history. He encompasses all of the traits of ownership that you just do not want for your sports franchise. Mm-hmm. But if this group comes in and actually buys the team and says, look, we know this has been run like a cl- clown show for the past however many years. The Capitals are declining. Yep. The Nationals are rebuilding. It's time for... Uh, the Wizards are in no man's land. Oh, Washington is it far is sports time for us to retake Washington you can. as the pre There's no reason why you can't. Team. All right. Okay. We'll see what happens. Yep. All right. Uh, next. Okay. Um, for you, because you're more of the hockey guy than I am, mm-hmm. how great would it be for the first round of the NHL playoffs to have the Rangers play against the Devils? be a fantastic matchup. Fantastic! It would be a fantastic matchup. You think about the Devils right now. They are a damn good hockey team. They've got some incredibly uh, young talent. I mean, Jack Hughes is bordering on a superstar. It took him first overall. It took some time for him to develop. Obviously, his brother beside him. They threw money at Andre Palat this offseason. He's been out uh, a lot this season. But when he has played, he's been really good. The core around them that they've developed through the farm system has been fantastic. And I and Dougie Hamilton, when he's been on the ice, on the blue line, he's been the Dougie Hamilton that we know. Uh, and on the Rangers' side, at the deadline, they got Patrick Kane, they got Vladimir Tarasenko, and they finally fixed their offensive depth and finally have rounded into form. Uh, that Columbus game where they won 6-2 was just... Uh, a bloodbath. It was incredible to see this offense rounded into form. Um, I think they have a legit. The Rangers have a legit shot at maybe taking out uh, New Jersey in a series. They're both young, upcoming teams in the in the Metro Division, and that could be a very, very fun series. I think it's the start of bragging rights, really. I mean, I think if you look at sort of if you go back, even when the Rangers won the Cup in '94, they eventually had. From my understanding, I'm correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, they ended up playing the Devils, but they won the series. They did played. beat the Devils. They did beat the Devils, that and was, that was it's huge. One of, it's one of the few times where the Rangers have won up the Devils. Right, and that was that. I think that would have been was that the Messier promise? I don't know if that was Messier promise. It was no, a different Mes- series. The that Messier was a Pittsburgh promise. promise. Were, yeah, that was during Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I mean, I I think it's and then you've had those years where the Devils with Brodeur and other players oh, Brodeur, were very successful. Brodeur haunts my right. nightmares. So over those years, the Rangers weren't even considered in the in the. Uh, an afterthought. So I think this is about you know start st- stoking up the fires for a good rivalry. So we'll see what happens there. All right, if it happens. A couple happy birthdays. Happy birthday to Keith Kachuk. Kachuk doesn't spell that way. It looks Keith, like 
I believe. Yeah, not at all. The T, the T is silent. So yeah. it's Keith Kachuk. But uh, one of the great players of the of the eighties and nineties has two sons currently Obviously playing. The father of um, Matthew and Brady Kachuk. Yep. Two, um, one of them, one of the best players in hockey. The other could be a potential superstar very soon. Yeah. Uh, be it Matthew the former, Brady the latter. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Great. And it started obviously the family feud. Remember last year with. Uh, uh, Brandon Lemieux biting Brady Kachuk, yeah. if you remember that. We brought it up on one of our episodes <laughs> on this very program. Yep. Uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday to Randall Cunningham, mm. one of the great quarterbacks. Great quarterback. Of, with the, played with the Eagles for many years, the then played with the Vikings. Sort of that sort of uh, with, with, with Randy Moss. You had Robert Robert Griffin at, Robert Griffin at, at running back. You know, of course, uh, part of that, you know, that unfortunate, the unfortunate team. Vikings loss yep. in the playoffs against the Falcons. He was a quarterback then. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, happy birthday. Turns a big 60. And that's our show for this week. If you come from any other platform, welcome. Especially uh, TikTok is running out yeah. of time. <laughs> big <laughs> well, shout out to the Regent Hotel in yeah. And we'll see you guys next week. We'll have uh, potentially some uh, previewing of some NHL playoffs. Yep. NBA playoffs is coming it's up coming. very soon. Yep. We're in the silly season right now with for playoff time and can't wait. Draft is coming up very soon. Very excited for that. We'll see you then. Bye.